Praise the Lord. What a delight to be with you today on this, the beginning of another adventure, some year. We're just believing for good and wonderful things. We know the Lord is with us, and we will triumph. Amen? Praise God. Uh, I'd first of all like to introduce my new wife. Um, my wife passed away, and uh, she, uh, we'd been married for 66 years. Barbara's husband passed away. They've been married for 59 years. And uh, we met online, uh, Christian, called Christian Cafe. She in Toronto, or the Aurora near Toronto, me here in Alberta. And uh, we uh, decided to do the rest of life together. And God has been good. Let me, let me just tell a little bit before Barbara, she's anxious to go to me. I know she's ready. But <laughs> she, she was, uh, comes from missionary stock. Actually, her, her, grand, her father, no, her grandfather was born or was raised and, and ministered in China near the turn of the century, a little after the turn of the century. Her dad was born in China, as missionaries over there. And uh, he died a year, two years ago now, at 101 years of age. So she has a long lineage, and her son-in-law and is a pastor in Niagara Falls, and uh, his family are also were also missionaries involved in, in China as well. So she has a background of missionary experience and, and relationship with, uh, she's got another uh, granddaughter and her husband who are pastors in Woodstock, in Ontario. So we're kind of in the lineage of the priesthood. <laughs> Go ahead, McGarland. Yes. Uh, you know, I was thinking this morning, I was playing the piano and worshiping within myself. And, uh, and to come here into my father's house is beautiful to me. Uh, you're doing a wonderful work here because my love in the service of the Lord is... Uh, family, of course, but also teaching children in Sunday school. And I was so pleased that you have a Christian school here. That is the, at my heart, it's one of my favorite things because we started a Christian school in Ontario too. Um, started with a daycare and then it grew. But that is a love of, it comes from my heart. And I loved my grandmother who was a missionary there and her husband died in, uh, in China, and she lived the rest of her life alone. But um, she was a f we wrote letters back and forth. Uh, I guess I was a favorite grandchild or something. I don't know. <laughs> but that was dear to my heart. So when I met Bill uh, with the missionary background and my missionary background, uh, I thought we kind of fit. A little good. And so, but you know, in your life, we have many feelings of the Holy Spirit in our lives. And so he, sometimes he gives us new jobs and new things to do. So my new thing is to be supportive of my husband, who's heavily involved in mission work. And so I'm doing my best. Um, I'm probably not going to have the opportunities I had before. I can't speak Spanish, for one thing. So I've been to to Mexico and listen to him preaching, not always knowing what he was talking about, unless he told me. And, uh, but, you know, just to be with God's people. Some of the churches I've been in, 
where they really worship the Lord so wonderfully. And I wish I could take them home with me and show us here in Canada the enthusiasm of, of singing the songs. And uh, so this is a new chapter in my life and, um, and a new chapter together. And God has been with us and helped us overcome some of the difficulties. He has his family. I have my family. We try to blend it a little bit. And uh, there's been pretty good. My, my kids have finally really accepted Bill. It's, uh, he, he thinks of them as his kids now, too. But uh, so anyway, we share our time back and forth. And I'm so glad to be still used of the Lord in, in some way in his, in his service. So um, if I lived here, I would come to this church. <laughs> and you'd give me a job to do, wouldn't you? <laughs> okay, so Bill, it's all in your hands now. <laughs> Thank you. The Bible says, go ahead. The Bible says, he that gets a good wife gets a good thing. It does not say what she gets. <laughs> Hopefully it's good too. <laughs> Amen. I have a couple of books uh, that uh, are available. Uh, all profit from this goes into missions. It's not for me at all. The one is uh, the uh, Been There, Done That, which is basically life story. And got uh, you, you'll laugh, you'll cry, you'll, you'll enjoy it, I'm sure. And many have. And then I have another one that we wrote recently. Uh, one of my uh, students that I'm putting through Bible college in Portland, Oregon, via uh, Zoom and all of that. And he's a wonderful young man and growing in grace and knowledge. And he's got wisdom above and beyond his years. And together we wrote uh, this book, The Power of Approval. And uh, it's quite interesting the way some of the things that you'll find in here. And if you're interested, they are available in the lobby after the service. This one is $9.95. If you want to give $10, that's okay. This one, I think, is $14.95. And say it all, it all goes for missions. So anyway, praise God. Well, it's a delight to be here, you, uh, here with you. You know, I was thinking today that uh, as I was uh, meditating early this morning, I've been with this church for a very long time in different my dad and mom were members of this church before they passed away. Um, I've been with you when you were in the basement in the community center. I was with you in the small auditorium on Main Street. I was with you in the curling rink. I've been with you in the school auditorium. And now I'm here in Father's house. I want a great facility. Praise the Lord. God has been good to you, and I'm, I'm glad for you. And... Uh, you know, the, you've survived and thrived in spite of the uh, difference of buildings or locations. And it's not because of your name, but it's because God has been here in his house. And God is here. This is Father's house. Why is it Father's house? Not a name. It's because it's saying what is happening. He is here. How many believe the Lord is here? Amen. If he isn't here, we might as well all go home. <laughs> we have to call it a day and forget about it. But I'm glad that he's here. And because the Father was present in every place, uh, he's present wherever you are. It doesn't matter where he is. Um, the Father's presence is the reason for success of this church. If the presence of the Lord is there, then uh, 
The Bible talks about the eagles being gathered together. Uh, I'd like to tell you a little story that happened before COVID. I, I got a call one day and a gentleman on the phone and he said, uh, my name is Padre uh, Gilberto and uh, I'm a Catholic priest and I'd like you to come and preach in my church. This is in Mexico City. And I said, well, I, I would love to do that. Maybe I can arrange it for another year. And he said, no, 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 next week. I need you here next week. I said, well, I said, I'll have to change things around a bit. Maybe, maybe I can work it in. So I did. He said, um, by the way, um, uh, anything you'd like me to minister on? Yes, I'd like you to bring a book my wife, former wife, wrote called Charismas de Dios. It's on the gifts of the Spirit. It's 570 some odd pages or something like that long. And uh, I said, okay. And he said, I'd like you to minister about that. And he said, I said, well, how many should I bring? Uh, 1,500. Uh, I mean, that's a lot of books. <laughs> he said, we, well, I said, how, how come? He said, well, we have three auditoriums. We have one auditorium that seats 1,000. We have an auditorium that seats 1,500. And we have an amphitheater that seats 8,000 people. So uh, we'd like to come, you to come. It's called Monte Maria, and it's in the center of Mexico City. So I, we get there, and... Uh, then they wanted us to pray over every one of the 1,500 people after we'd done four hours of teaching before we went and had any food. And finally, we went and had some food. And then they said, oh, we've got to hurry because this next meeting is a, it's in, in the 1,000-seat auditorium and a whole bunch of sick people there, and this is a healing meeting. So we went into the healing meeting. So finished that up, and we were tired. Next morning, get up and go to service. This time, it's in the amphitheater. There's 8,000 people there. And I don't see anybody. The reason I don't is because it was a hot, sunny day and everybody was under an umbrella. So I preached to the church of umbrellas. <laughs> and we had several come forward for salvation at the end of the service, at the first service. Then there was a second service. And Omero Rios, who I've been with for nearly 50 years, is one of my closest colleagues in Mexico, a wonderful man of God. And they asked him to preach the second service. Well, right in the middle of the second service, I had looked back and I, oh my word, there's a black storm coming this way. We're going to get a torrential rain. So I said to the pastor, who, by the way, was not Padre Alberto, uh, and uh, it was uh, Robert Stevenson, because Pastor Alberto, when he came back, he, he went to a conference, a Catholic conference, and uh, when he was there at this conference of, 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 of the Catholic priests, an old priest come up to him one day, had never met him before, didn't know him. He said, he said I don't know you, but I know that your name is Alberto. He said, Padre Alberto, God told me to come and tell you he loves you. Alberto fell on the floor, was there for four hours in a fetal position as God dealt with his heart. He got up, went back to his church, tore down all of the idols, and fortunately, he hadn't registered the property in the Catholic Church. And as a result, he was able to retain the whole thing. And so we were in this situation. And then the poor rain and 200 people came to the Lord. And, and uh, we, we had a great service and got cold and miserable. And, but, but God was there. The presence of God was there. And that's what makes the difference is when God's presence is there. <clears throat> Ian, my 
my buddy and captain on the boat that we go out on, he uh, one day was traveling with me and he said, you know, Bill, he said, I, because he was going through some problems with his girlfriend and so on. And he said, I'm just so discouraged. I wish God would say I love you. He says, I know the Bible says God loves me, but I'd like to hear God tell me. Well, of course, you wonder, well, how can God tell him? Two days later, we happened to be in a pastor's home and a visit longtime friends of ours. And uh, we were having a cup of tea. And then afterwards, we had a time of prayer. And this pastor, he gets up, walks over to him and said, Ian, God told me to tell you he loves you. <laughs> Just like that. <laughs> he didn't know anything about what had happened. Of course, Ian just broke and cried. He sobbed like a baby because God had met him. You know, the presence of the Lord makes the difference. When the presence of the Lord there, there can be, it'll be melting and there'll be brokenness. There'll be, there'll be drawing near to God. Uh, it's not that God isn't there all the time. He is. Uh, you know, I've, I've learned from something from COVID. Uh, I've always loved my family. But, you know, I, it's hard to have the same feeling when you're watching them on YouTube or you're, you're watching them on, on uh, one of the other uh, uh, social medias. And that, you, you, it's not quite the same. Uh, I, I, I love my wife and, and I love to hear her voice sometimes on, when we're away from one another for a short time for various reasons. And I'll, I'll call her three times a day at least, if not four or five. Anyway, I love to hear her voice. But you know, and, I, and then I see her sometimes on FaceTime. And uh, I love to see her face. But I don't like the feel of kissing the screen. <laughs> I, I prefer personal contact, you know. And, and you know something? I, I don't want to just see Jesus at a, or God at a distance. I, I want him to be right there. I want to kiss the sun. <laughs> Amen? And, and that's, that's the way it should be. The value of, of, the, of the family has been made more real. Presence and the fact that we can gather together for so long. In fact, just uh, a few, last week, last Sunday, we were in Toronto area where Barbara has an apartment in Aurora, just north of Toronto. And uh, we just come back out of Mexico and we hadn't had time to make the arrangements. And you have, there was only so many seating in the church that you could go, and it was packed. It was full. We couldn't get in there. So she said, you know, I'm just wanting to go to some place where we could be in church. Here we are. <laughs> your wish is granted, my dear. <laughs> God heard your prayer. <laughs> and so here we are. It, it, there's something different about the presence there. Uh, you know, last Christmas when not this Christmas, just the last one, but the one before that, where nobody was supposed to mix with family and that. But one of my friends, he, he just couldn't do without his family. So he wrote me a little note and said, Bill, he says, how much turkey should I prepare for nine family members and two policemen? <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> it was important there. Well, let's turn to Exodus 33, verses 13 to 17. Now, therefore, I pray thee, Moses are speaking, if I have found grace in thy sight, show me thou thy way that I may know thee, that I may find grace in thy sight and consider that this nation is thy people. And he said, God said, my presence shall go with thee and I will give thee rest. If you don't have rest, 
question about, is God with me? If God is with you, you can rest in him. He can take care of everything. There's nothing, nothing outside of the scope of his enablement to do whatever, wherever, however, and whenever. He's able to do it all. And so my presence shall go with thee. And that's the secret of my, my heart's cry. And, and for the years, I'm 87 years old, and I, I got saved when I was uh, six years old, and I've walked with God. I, you know, I, I, I didn't really ever mess up. I mean, I, I, yeah, I made some mistakes. I, I stole some cookies and I, a few things like that. But my heart's been with the Lord, and the Lord's been with me. His presence is, is special to me. It means something in me to, to have his presence, to know that he won't abandon me, that I have him. And he says, my presence shall go with thee, and I will give thee rest. And I can't, I don't have time today to tell you, read my book, and you'll find out how his presence has been with me. I mean, I've been in situations when I should have been long dead, and God was there. His presence was there so powerfully. And he said to him, if thy presence go not with me, carry not us up, hand, us not up hands. For wherein shall it be known here that I and thy people have found grace in thy sight? Is it not that thou goest with us? So shall we be separated, and I and thy people, from all the people that are upon the face of the earth. And the Lord said unto Moses, I will do this thing also that thou hast spoken, for thou hast found grace in my sight, and I know thee by name. My presence shall go with thee. And I guarantee you, in 2022, no matter what comes, hell or high water, I know that the presence of the Lord is with us. I know that we can triumph. If God be for us, who can be against us? Now, there are two types of presence of God. There's the omnipresence of God. That means God is everywhere, all the time. He's all over, everywhere. There's not uh, no place you can go. He says, if I send... You know, and I'm going to read a scripture in a minute. It talks about if you send up to hell or, or heaven or, or, or down to hell or whatever. I'm, the Lord is there. His presence. But then there's another kind of presence. It's called the manifest presence. That's when you personally sense the presence of God in a unique way. And I hope you've done it. There's been many times in my life. It doesn't happen every day. I know that he's there, and I know that I'm in his presence, and I know that he's in me, and, and Christ in me, the hope of glory, and I know, I know all those things, but there are certain times when all of a sudden something hits, and you know you're in the manifest presence of the Lord. Oh, what an experience. I mean, you go away and you say, my, <laughs> this was unreal. It was wonderful. It was wonderful. And he says in Psalm 18 and 29, for by thee, that's with the Lord, I can run through a troop. And by my God, I can leap over a wall. Now that's what speaks to me and says, it doesn't matter what the situation is, you can't lose. You can't lose. Somebody said, what happens if you die from COVID? Absent from the body, present with the Lord, which is far better. That's what the Bible says. Well, what if happens if you stay? Well, I'll keep walking in the presence of the Lord and enjoying Jesus. <laughs> I don't know if he always enjoys me, but I <laughs> hope so. You know, there's the danger of pantheism in the world today. And uh, I was talking, witnessing to a young lady, and she said, well, that, that, that cloud is God, and that, that star is God, and, 
and the moon is God. No, no, that's, that's not. God is the creator of all those things, but that's not God. He's the, he's the one that has the heavens declare the glory of God. There was a, uh, just a, about two weeks ago, I got uh, pictures sent to me from a friend of mine in the Arctic, pastor friend up there, up in uh, Inuvik, and in Tuktoyuktuk, the areas where I usually go up and minister in the spring of each year. And uh, it, it, it was the most incredible display of the aurora borealis that I've ever seen. And I've seen a lot of it there. It's, it's an, an amazing, in fact, uh, there, there's, it's, it's so aurora borealis. The Japanese come in by droves. They come in by plane loads up there. Why? Because they want to produce children under the canopy. Uh, I mean, I've been up there when there have been thousands of them, all dressed in red suits. Full game. Yeah. But this, this was, I've seen it several times, many times, but I've never seen it like this. It was, you know, the heavens declare the glory of God. The firmament showeth his handiwork. Day unto day, yet unto speech. Night unto night showeth knowledge. There is no place where his voice is not heard. Oh, hallelujah. So there's, it's all over. But, you know, that was, that's wonderful. And the glory of God was manifest in that there. We, we sat around the table the night before last uh, with my son and his wife and Barbara and I and, uh, uh, and uh, my grandson, uh, Micah. And we were talking about, let's analyze 2021 and what, what happened, what this, what that, what the other, and we went through it. And then Carrie says, well, my son said, well, let's, let's talk about 2022. What's going to, what, what, is, what is your feelings? What is God saying to you? What do you believe for? And so on. And uh, my daughter-in-law, Sue, she came up with one thing that I thought was just yeah, fit in with what I'm sharing this morning. And she said, the thing that keeps coming to me in all of this is the word Emmanuel. What does that mean? God with us. So no matter the circumstances, we can't help but win because God is with us. And he has never, ever, nor will he ever lose a battle. He is triumphant. We are more than conquerors through Christ who loved us and gave himself for us. Christ in you. The hope of glory, First Colossians 1 and 27 says. And you know, Psalm 139, 7 to 11 says, Whither can I flee from thy presence? If I ascend to heaven, you're there. If I make my bed in hell, behold, you're there. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there shall thy hand lead me, and thy right hand shall hold me. If I say, surely the darkness shall cover me, even the night shall be light about me. As true Christians... You know, we many times we know that we have the Lord's presence. He's in us, but we don't always perceive it. I mean, some days I don't know about you, but I, I, I some days get get I I feel closer to the Lord some days than other days. I know I'm not, but but I have a perception of His presence being so much closer sometimes than other times. So if you get up some morning, don't wake up with the mully grumps. But, uh, you know, if you, if you wake up and you don't really feel the presence of God, be assured that he's still there. 
But if you can wake up and, and you, you sense that closeness of the Lord, it, it just does something for you. It's a blessing. It's a blessing. And so we can perceive him. And there are times that we feel really close to him. And other times you don't feel quite as close. But that's our feelings, not his coming and going. We have what is called an abiding anointing. In the Old Testament, the prophets, the anointing of the Spirit came upon them and then backed off. But that's not with us anymore. He's, he's, he's with us all the time. He's in us. We're his people, the sheep of his pasture. In Luke 10 and, and 38, we find an illustration of uh, two people, Martha and Mary, it came to pass as went down and he entered into a certain village and a certain woman named Martha received him into her house. And she had a sister called Mary, which also sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. But Martha was cumbered about much serving and came to him and said, Lord, dost thou not care that my sister hath left me to serve alone? Bid her therefore that she help me. And Jesus answered and said to her, Martha, Martha, thou art careful and troubled about many things. But one thing is needful, and Mary's chosen that good part which shall not be taken from her. What was she doing? Sitting at the feet of Jesus. You know, we can be so involved in so many things that we really don't leave any time to spend with the Lord. Uh, it, it, it'd be a good idea if we, if we make time. Barbie and I, we, we, every day we have devotion time together. We have an hour. We set aside in the first thing in the morning. Of course, we're, are we retired? I don't know. I, I mean, retreaded maybe, but not, not, re, not retired. <laughs> but, but we take time. <laughs> What's that? We're refired, yeah. So we take time to have devotions together. And it's so special and so precious. We, I won't go into all the stuff we've been reading, but we, we had some... You know, interesting discussions about it. Anyway, you know, the world has gone crazy and everything's instant. And, you know, what was supposed to, it gave us more time and uh, has become more complicated with cell phones and iPads and computers. And uh, we, uh, my wife this last night was complaining that I spent a little bit too much time on, the, on my cell phone. But then, on the other hand, I have calls coming in from Africa, from Mexico, from the United States, from uh, Puerto Rico sometimes, and from uh, different countries. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm still very much involved. I'm, I'm 87, but I, I, I don't believe in retirement. Uh, how, how would I retire? I wouldn't know what to do. I, I want to be involved. And so the most important thing Jesus tells us and in this case, Martha, she was so encumbered. Jesus was her savior, but I think we could analyze and say, maybe he wasn't quite her Lord yet. You know what I mean? And we could have, I'm saved, yes, I'm saved, but is Jesus Lord? Are we giving time to him or are we willing to do this? And in Philippians, Philippians 3.13 says, Brethren, I count on myself to have apprehended but this one thing I do. Sometimes we're divided, our attention, we're multitasking, we're, we're not focused, and, and sometimes we need to focus on what, what we're doing. I, boy, you, you know, 
When I lay in bed, lay in bed at night, sometimes my mind goes here, it goes there, it goes there. You don't have that experience, I'm sure. You're very focused people. But, but let's, let's just determine. I'm going to focus on the things of God. He says, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. And, and Psalm 27 and 4 says, one thing I have desired of the Lord. <laughs> Some people want 50 things. No, one thing I've desired of the Lord. That will I seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord forever, all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord and inquire in his temple. <laughs> you know, the thing that's so important to us, and I've, one of the ways we can have that abiding presence, I believe, is through worship. Mary was a worshiper. And if we will learn, we don't have to just worship in church. You can worship in your car. You can worship sitting at the piano, Barbara, and playing and worship the Lord like she did this morning. You can worship when you're, when you're walking or jogging or, or fishing or not fishing or catching or not catching. You, you can, you can you know, hunting and not hunting. You can, you can have that abiding anointing and walking with you, God walking with you. But you know something? When the presence of the Lord is there, Many things can happen. If the presence of the Lord is in your particular situation, it, it generally leads to some miracles. The presence of the Lord in your life, uh, it'll, it'll produce some miracles in your life. The presence of Jesus in your life group or, or in your business or in your family or in your marriage. Boy, you, you're going to see some miracles because God's a God of miracles. Living in the presence of God <laughs> There's a scripture that's interesting in Isaiah 6, verses 1 to 8. It goes on several verses there. It says, in the year that king of Judah, or he was king Uzziah, died. He was a good king. Isaiah was enthralled with him. I mean, to him, he was the epitome of kingship, so far as Isaiah was concerned. But you know something? He was distracted from God. And he says here, in the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord also sitting upon his throne. Not until Uzziah died. You know, sometimes we may have some Uzziahs in our life that need to die. And if they don't, maybe we need to kill them. Amen. The Uzziahs can keep us from seeing the Lord. I want to see the Lord sitting upon his throne high and lifted up. His train filled the temple above it to seraphims and six wings and twain he did cover his face and he covered, twain he covered his feet and twain he did fly. Now one cried to another, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory and the posts of the door moved at the voice of him that cried and the house was filled with smoke. Then said I, well, it's like modern day churches sometimes. They fill the place with smoke too, don't they? I guess there's one scripture in the Bible to allow it. <laughs> I'm treading on thin ice. <laughs> then said I, woe is me, for I'm undone, because I'm a man of unclean lips. I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips. For mine eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. Then flew one of the seraphims unto me, having a live coal in his hand, which he had taken from the tongs from the altar. And he laid it in my mouth. He said, lo, this has touched thy lips, and thine iniquity is taken away. And thy sin is purged. Also I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send? And who shall I go for us? Then said I, Here am I, said to my sister. 
It's amazing how many lady missionaries there are. And uh, there are men out there too. But then said I, here am I, send me. When? When you feel the touch of God, you're willing to say, give up anything. I remember when God called me to the mission field. I was in a, well, I got saved at, at uh, six years of age. I received the baptism of the Holy Spirit when I was seven. And I was in, a, just about that time, I was in a church. And a missionary came and was sharing the missionary vision. And, and I could spend a day here just telling you, read the book, and you'll see about the missionary vision and all of that. And, uh, but but uh, uh, the, the missionary vision is, 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 is wonderful, but Lord, I lost my train of thought there for a moment. Tell me what I was saying. <laughs> but who shall I say? Who shall I go? And who shall, we, you know, it, we'll be willing to do whatever. And I remember, yes, now it comes back to me. I was, when I was in a meeting in Everett, Washington, and a letter was read from Sierra Leone about a need for somebody to come and straighten a church up. They'd gotten into all kinds of stuff, Catholicism. They'd, they'd jumped seven times, laughed seven times, fell seven times, cried seven times, shouted seven times, clapped their hands seven times. And so, uh, and you know, God broke my heart. I cried. I, I interrupted the whole service, the rest of the service. I just bawled like a baby. Why? God touched my heart at that moment. Man, <laughs> I look back now and say, Wow, what a, what a, you mess things up. <laughs> but after the service, my pastor walked up to me, Bridge Lazelle. He said, did God say something to you? And I said, yes. He told me to go. He said, God told the same thing to me. Go. So hear his voice. Go. And you know, the presence of the Lord will bring awareness of conviction, of guidance when thou goest. And this is a verse I love. Oh, I love this verse. When thou goest, it shall lead thee. <laughs> <laughs> when thou sleepest, it shall keep thee. And when you awake, it shall talk with you. For the commandment is a lamp, and the law is light, and reproofs of instruction are the ways of life. Man, it doesn't matter whether I'm awake or asleep. God is with me. The presence of the Lord, his word. And that age shall hear a word behind thee saying, this is the way, walk ye in it. And when you turn to the right hand, and when you turn to the left It'll give us understanding. There's a spirit in man, the inspiration of the Almighty giveth understanding. There's a rest. Come unto me, all you are labored, heavy laden, and I will give you rest. There's so many, you know, the presence of God makes a difference. We, we, and another thing that'll happen, if we're in the presence of God, we begin to see through God's eyes. The mountain may be huge in our eyes, but when God's up above looking down, it, it's, 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 it's a molehill. It's a small thing. It reminds me of the little story of the banquet and students were having, and there was a, uh, it was a, bar, a buffet, and on the buffet, uh, there was a sign at the front and said, only one apple per student, God is watching. So the students did another sign and put it at the other end by the dessert and said, eat all the dessert you want, God is watching the apples. <laughs> you know, we need to see through God's eyes. He sees, he saw the apples and he saw the dessert too, I'm sure. 
but they are holy. Now that inhabits the praises of Israel. And this is one of the secrets I've found. The way to have that understanding and that anointing, that, that presence of God is in worshiping Him. Worshiping Him audibly, singing, worshiping, ministering to the Lord in worship. And it says in Ephesians 5 and 18, Be not drunk with wine as wherein is success, but be filled with the Spirit. How? How many want to be filled with the Spirit? Speak to yourselves in, tongues, in songs and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. Give thanks always for all things unto God and the Father in my name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I used to have a good voice. I have COPD, and uh, it, it caused my voice to be a little raspy. I can't sing like I used to sing and that, but I can, I can make a joyful noise to the Lord. He talks about that too. Colossians 3.16, let the word of Christ dwell in your richness. How many want the word of Christ dwell in your richness? How, how's it going to be? Speaking to yourself, teaching, admonishing, and in one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. We need to take time, discipline ourselves to be put to things on the shelf and draw near to God. And His presence will be there. You know, as I, I may have mentioned this, and I, I, but it just comes to me again. In the Old Testament, the prophets, the, the presence came and went. But I have an advantage over them. I have an abiding anointing. You have an abiding anointing. And if you ever needed it, you need it in 2022. And I guarantee you, if you walk with God, you can't fail. You win no matter whatever way it goes. You know, I was thinking of the song that I used to sing, and I just say my voice is not so good. Heavenly Father, I appreciate you. Heavenly Father, I appreciate you. I worship, adore you, bow down before you. Heavenly Father, I appreciate you. And Father, today, we do appreciate you. <laughs> Lord, I'm so thankful. Thankful for my brothers and sisters that are here. Thankful for your presence. Thank you, Lord, that this is truly Father's house. Father God, you're here. And, and you're in us. And we're in you. And Lord, today we come with grateful hearts for what you've done, doing, and going to do. And we're believing that you're going to walk with us through 2022 and 2023 and 24 and 25 and wherever till the end of time. But we are on this earth and we ask, Father, that you will help us to understand how to have that abiding anointing that we will have the presence of God manifest in our lives. I pray this. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, amen. God bless you. Thank you. Amen. Well, I just encourage you to read uh, Bill's book, Been There, Done That, uh, which was just the story of 60 years of ministry almost. So you'll want to pick a copy of that up. But we're going to just close today in some time of worship. 
and uh, just thanking the Lord as we go into 2022. Amen. You know, the number one thing you need to know, no matter what you're going through, is that God's presence is with you. Amen. So, Father, we just thank you today that you are for us and not against us, Lord. We thank you today, Lord God, that even as Moses said, Lord, if your presence doesn't go with us, then we will not leave this place. Church, the abiding presence of the Lord is with you in 2022. And so, take 2021, the Bible says, forgetting what is behind, we press forward toward the mark for which Christ has called us heavenward in God. Amen? And that mark is to be with God, to walk with him in his presence. And the world needs to hear the message that you have in 2022. You know, it's interesting. We were just talking, my kids and I, that in, on Netflix, the top 10 movies this last month, uh, the movie, um, what's it called, Michaela? Left Behind which is a movie on the rapture of the church, is in the top 10 on Netflix. How many of your neighbors are thinking about what's happening in the world today? And you have the answer. Hallelujah. Amen and amen. So, Father God, thank you for this. I just uh, Let's just pray a prayer, and then we're going to sing this song. If you're here today and you're saying, Pastor Greg, you know, I just need to know and forget. I need to lay 2021 back down before the Lord. And I need to press forward toward the mark of 2022, knowing that the presence and the grace of God is with me. If that's you, you just want to acknowledge that before the Lord and say, God, I need your presence. I need your presence in 2022. Amen? My hands go up. Boy, do I need the presence of the Lord in 2022. And it is available and abiding. Why don't we open our hands to the Lord right now? We're just going to pray for that. Say, Heavenly Father, thank you for your goodness and grace. Thank you that you are with us in 2022. You've always been with us, Lord. You've never left us. You've never forsaken us. We ask you now, God, to fill us in our moments in 2022, every day. Fill us with your presence in Jesus' name. Amen. Why don't you stand to your feet? We're going to sing this song together. Let's sing it together now. Lead us, Nick. What a beautiful name it is, what a beautiful name it is, the name of Jesus Christ, my King. Beautiful name it is, nothing compares to this, what a beautiful name it is, the name of Jesus. Didn't want heaven without So Jesus, you brought heaven down My sin was great, your love was greater What could separate us now? What a wonderful name it is What a wonderful name it is the name of Jesus Christ, my King. What a wonderful name it is. Nothing compares to this. 
What a wonderful name it is, the name of Jesus. What a wonderful name it is, the name of Jesus. Cause death could not hold you, the veil tore before you, your silence above was in and grave. The heavens are roaring. Let's give the Lord Jesus Christ a hand clap right now. Amen. Father God, go with us today. Let your presence rest upon us, Lord. Let the joy of the Lord be our strength. And let the peace of God that passes understanding guard our hearts and our minds in Christ Jesus as we walk forward in faith and victory in 2022. In Jesus' name, amen. One more clap for the offering for the Lord. Come on now. If you need prayer, there's going to be some people at the cross that will be there to pray with you if you want that. If not, God bless you. Have a great week, church family.